Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Record today on C103. Text or WhatsApp Patricia with your comment. 086-2103-103. And just a quick couple of texts. And somebody said, yes, I also saw that protest at CUH uh, yesterday. I was shocked at the age of the protesters. Many of them were just in their teens or in their early 20s. What planet are those people on? Hi, Trish. Those people who are protesting at CUH are trying to get access, visitor access, have no respect for themselves. Are for you and me, says Pat. Uh, M says I've got a family member in hospital since January haven't seen them that demonstration yesterday was disgraceful and on publicans not all publicans says a texter are receiving the COVID-19 payment when they're closed if you are pension age over the age of 66 and have a pub then you're not entitled to the money my mother has a bar and we think it's better to stay closed till at least the 10th of August which is the suggestion by the government uh, more like the middle of September is what we are thinking thank you for that OK Peter Dowdell joins me and I can see a lot of questions coming in. Good afternoon to you, Peter. Good afternoon, Trish. How are you? I'm very well and you are very welcome. And I can tell listeners now you can stop calling and texting because there's so many questions uh, in. Uh, Firstly, somebody wants to know, is Peter Dowdell on Instagram? If so, what is his handle, please? Oh my God, handles and tags and hashtags and everything. Yes, I am on Instagram. Uh, I, I, yeah. I'm going to have a look now, but I think it's the Irish Gardener. I think it's the underscore Irish underscore Gardener. But I would have thought if you just uh, Google search Peter Dowd on Instagram, it should come up. Okay, perfect. And you're on Facebook as well, aren't you? Facebook, yes, as the, the Irish Gardener okay. and Twitter, the Irish Gardener. It's okay. all the Irish Gardener is... is the Irish Gardener is who I am online, if you like. Okay. All right, let's get straight into questions. Somebody's plain and simple. My lawn is like a sponge. <laughs> Any help, please? Uh, yeah, um, somebody rang me during the week as well about that. That they they had recently set a new lawn and that the 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 it was holding water and I, there there been a lot of machinery in that over it. So I don't know about this this question. My lawn is like a sponge, but there's a, a couple of things that if there has been heavy machinery driving over it. In other words, if it's a relatively new lawn or a new house, then the soil is compacted and. And really, you need to you need to get get in there and break up any soil pans underneath caused by the compaction to improve the drainage. You can do that by adding grit and putting in some some actual land drainage pipe to 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 take the water away. Um, like if it's only spongy on top the the surface, so it's not really puddling as such. It's just a bit spongy on top. Aerating it, some hollow tine aeration can help. Uh, certainly 
I would say the autumn would be the best time to do that again. That just removes, Trish, some plugs of soil from the top few inches of the, of the lawn. Uh, and that then allows air and in, into the top few inches for, for roots to have more room and it'll, it, it starts to encourage better drainage. You can br- brush some sand or grit into those holes as well to keep them open. Uh, and then also, of course, moss and thatch, which is a buildup of dead and, and decaying tissue around the soil surface, um, that can also lead to very poor conditions. It's kind of everything's connected because the, the, the poor drainage and the holding of the water leads to conditions that moss and thatch loves, but also the development of moss and thatch worsens the conditions, if you know what I mean. So it becomes self-perpetuating. The lawns, I'm always saying this, lawns are the highest maintenance element of any garden, always, because they do need a lot of work to get them right. So it, it all depends on, without spending the whole program talking about a spongy lawn, it all depends on what's causing it. So if it's compaction, that you need to that. If it's just a bit of surface sponginess, then look at aerating it using a hollow tan aerator and scarifying it, and then using the lawn gold to, to maintain optimum conditions for the grass so that moss of that doesn't get a hold again. Okay, Pat wants to know, hi Peter, would there be any reason for my hydrangea and why it hasn't come on this year? I said two last year, one is doing well and the other is not. Is not. Also, how do I go about transferring a three foot high palm tree into a larger container? Do I need gravel and stones in the base of the container? I've tried this before, but it wasn't a success. But if you're moving a plant to palm tree or any plant from one container to another, you could do that now because there should be little or none really in terms of root disturbance. You shouldn't really be disturbing any of the roots. So you can do that at any time of the year. If you were taking it out of the ground now, it would be a different story, uh, Trish. You'd be taking it out of the ground any time between November and January. But from one pot into another, you could do it now. I'm not too concerned about in a situation like this now where you have a a three-foot high conifer and it's, it's obviously quite an established plant. Uh, and you want to move it into a pot. I'm not too concerned about uh, stones and, and gravel down at the base of the plant. Uh, I'd be more concerned about filling the whole, or the entirety of the new pot with good soil because that plant is going to need all the soil it can get. It's not going to be too worried about good drainage. Um, obviously, sorry, let me rephrase that. It will obviously need good drainage, but that will be provided just by the drainage holes in the pot. Uh, you, you, you don't need to put in broken crockery and rocks like you would if it was bedding plants because the, the conifer, the palm, is going to suck up all the water that it can get. Provided excess water can drain away through a drainage hole, that's enough, and then fill it with a good, um, a good quality soil or compost. Then looking at the hydrangeas, there isn't really any, well, obviously there is a reason why it's not coming on, but I don't know what it is in the hydrangeas. If you planted two of them last autumn and one of them is coming and one of them isn't, uh, it, do, it does sound like bad news. Obviously, without seeing it, I couldn't say for certain, um, but you would absolutely expect it to be in full leaf at the moment. My own outside, many of them are in full bud as well as in full leaf. So, yeah, you, you should you should expect them to be, if, if one of them isn't thriving by now, then it's probably, it hasn't survived, I'm afraid. Okay, Marie has two skimmias, male and female, far too big for the shrub bed they are in. Will I cut them back even at the cost of losing the flowers and the berries for this year, wonders Marie? That's a question for Marie to answer because she knows what she knows the risk, if you like. Um, so, the, the, yes, you can cut them back, no problem, and you can cut them back now. But as she knows herself, yes, you will then sacrifice the flowers and berries. Um 
but you won't do long-term harm to the, the plant if that's what she's worried about. If that's what Marie's wondering about, no, you won't do any long-term harm to the plant by pruning it now, but you will just lose out in flowers and berries. Just be careful when you're pruning it back, make sure it's their evergreen plants to skim you, so make sure you're leaving some foliage on below the cut. You may not be able to cut them back as hard as you want right now because you could be cutting into woody growth, but if you do it gradually over a couple of years, you'll get there. Okay, and Beth says, Hi Peter, I've been meaning to ask this question for years. I have a 10-year-old goji berry plant. Uh, It was very expensive at the time. Now it looks healthy, but never had a berry on it. It's in a sunny spot. Please help. Do you know what? That's something I'm going to come back to because uh, I'm not an expert on growing goji berries. Do you know why? Because I don't really like them. I know they're they're super fruits and I know they're supposed to be very, very good for us. But I'm a believer in growing what we like. Now, all I will say is I did plant one uh, in a a garden. uh, I'm going back maybe 10 years ago and it was thriving. It it really thrived. It was when I was back in Dunsand uh, up in the wall garden there and it was thriving. But like that, it never produced fruits. So... I must, you know, I'm going to have to defer and come back. Um, I don't think it's a situation where you need one to cross-pollinate it. In fact, I'm 99% certain you don't. Um, but I'm going to do my homework on nutrition. Come back next week for that one. Okay, thank you for that. Okay. Um, okay, I have some roses growing. I sprayed them last year, but they still got black spots and the flowers didn't last very long. Uh, what should I be doing to try to get better blooms this year? Okay, well, roses can be, I'm a huge fan of roses, as you know, Trish, but some roses can be difficult. So when it comes to the main problems that tend to affect roses, which is why you would spray them, uh, are things like black spot, botrytis, powdery mildew, um, and, and bud rot, right? But these are, these are all fungal infections, uh, and prevention is always better than cure when it comes to fungal infections. So my kind of go-to uh, weapon in the arsenal on this one is copper sulfate, and I would spray all my roses around this time of the year, kind of during April, uh, with the solution of copper sulfate and water, because what that is, it's a broad spectrum organic fungicide, which helps to prevent the roses getting these infections, because it's much easier to prevent them, as I say, than it is to fix them when they get it. So drench them during April or even now with the solution of copper sulfate and water, and then really, provided you're pruning them well and allowing good air circulation around and through the plant, then you're, you're creating conditions which fungal infections will find it difficult to, to get a hold in. I have to say, if if in my, if it's the way I do my gardening, if the roses then continue to be troublesome and continue to get me, uh, uh, continue to get black spot and things like this, I actually am a bit brutal. I take them out and remove them. There are so many thousands of rose varieties available to grow in your garden. I don't persevere with ones that are difficult. Uh, I give them a couple of years. If they don't work, I take them out. Because you know what, Trish? Life is too short to be worried about black. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I, I put it on once a year. If, if my rose doesn't come on, I, I just go for a different rose. I know that's a bit of a cop out of an answer, but life is too short. Okay. We leave it there, Peter. Thank you for that. Have a lovely week. And you enjoy the rest of the lockdown, Trish. Uh, thanks a million, Peter Dowdle uh, of the, uh, the IrishGardener.com. He will join us again next week. And our apologies, we got through a fraction of the questions. Just these slots are so much busier uh, because of lockdown. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.